0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here with our MLB.com Mets reporter, Anthony DeComo. We're going to take a little break from our positional breakdowns as far as the Mets roster goes and give you a kind of a quick reset out there as the Mets get ready to Head to Port St. Lucie for the beginning of spring training. Pitchers and catchers reporting very soon as we record this podcast. Uh, So I have seven questions for you, Anthony, to kind of get everybody ready for spring training. Um, We'll go through them one at a time. First question is, what's the difference? And what I mean by that is when you look back at this team a year ago heading into spring training and where it stands right now, what's going to be the big difference people see?
2: You know, it's funny because you look at this Mets team on paper, you look at the roster, uh, it's pretty identical uh, 2017 from what it was in 2016. Uh, more than most teams, more than you see very often nowadays. So for the Mets to be better, what's the difference? It's, it, it's got to be health of the rotation. Uh, that is what they're gunning for. That is what the Mets are counting on is that Matt Harvey will be healthy. Jacob deGrom will be healthy. Noah Syndergaard will stay healthy, obviously. Stephen Matz and all these guys – Uh, that really struggled to stay on the field on the mound last year. The Mets need them to contribute. They need their top four starters to uh, really stay on the field, uh, give them 30 starts apiece, 30-plus starts apiece. And if the Mets do that, they know they have the talent in that group to be one of the best starting rotations in the game.
1: All right, the next question, I think you can kind of take in a lot of different directions depending on where you want to go with it. But who might surprise us in this spring training and, and leading up to the season for the Mets?
2: It's a great question for this Mets team because there aren't a lot of places where you can look at the roster and say, well, this guy stands to improve a great deal over what he did in 2016. Um, but I think a name that people are forgetting about is Juan Lagares. Uh, this is a guy who, as recently as a couple of years ago, was a big part of the Mets' plans. And despite the fact that the Mets have a very crowded outfield heading into spring training, Juan Lagares is going to get his reps. He is that starter in center field when the Mets play a left-handed pitcher, he will come in a lot of games as a defensive replacement, as a base running replacement, as a potential pinch hitter late in games. And in that role, uh, Juan Magar still very much has a chance here, entering his age 28 season, uh, to break out a little bit, to be more than just a bit role player and really be a fourth and a uh, uh, kind of what the Mets were envisioning for him coming off that gold glove season a few years ago when they signed him to a five-year extension. So I, I think Juan Ligares definitely stands room to improve. Like so many Mets, he needs to stay healthy. But if he can do that, uh, it could be a pleasant surprise for the Mets in 2017.
1: All right, the next question is, how is your star? And I guess when you look at the Mets, you could say that one of those starting pitchers is the star. But I guess the, the more obvious guy is is Ioannis Cespedes and back with the Mets. So how is Cespedes heading into spring training?
2: Yeah, with all due respect to Noah Sindergaard and Matt Harvey and all those guys, uh, when but Cespedes shows up to spring training this year, it's, it's going to be the biggest deal, uh, much as it was last year. Uh, how is he? The Mets, the Mets hope it's very much the same. Uh, this is another guy who had some nagging injury concerns last year, but he was by and large healthy. And when he was, he was a fourth. He was one of the best offensive players in the game, a top ten uh, finisher and National League MVP. And there's no reason for the Mets to think he's going to be anything less than that in 2017. That's why they went out and signed him to the big four-year deal. Um, and, and really, this is a guy who is one of the best hitters in baseball right now. He is in his prime. And while there are some persistent health questions around Yohannes but the Mets uh, really aren't thinking about those right now. They're thinking about one of the best players in the game with that star power to boot, and they have every, every reason to believe he's going to be their best hitter again in 2017.
1: Every team has a vision from the front office down, and I guess for the Mets it's easy to see what the vision has been, and that has been to have a great young pitching staff and then score enough runs, I guess, to to get them through. But now that that staff has been together, is the vision changing at all?
2: I, I don't think it's changed. I don't think the vision for this Mets team has changed one bit, uh, and it's easy to— Think that way, to see you on for this there and see what the Mets need out of David Wright, Lucas Duda, and that strong middle infield they have. But this is a team that still lives and dies by starting pitching. And if that rotation is healthy and productive, the Mets are going to be one of the best teams in baseball. There's just no getting around it. If that rotation is injured, if they have some issues there, if guys aren't consistent, then the Mets will be in trouble regardless of what their offense does. Uh, I, I think the team realizes it. I think they have built a team around that starting rotation. And, uh, you know, these guys aren't getting any younger. Well, we still refer to them as those great young starting pitchers. Uh, a lot of them are getting to the back end of their 20s now at a time when it's more difficult to stay healthy. Um, the window is still very much open but we don't know how long it's going to be open for these starting pitchers and and the Mets are really leaning on that group to win
1: now and that window is of course a championship and that is the goal and if you talk about a perfect Mets season it ends with a championship trophy at the end but what bigger picture what does that perfect season look like you know what does it have to look like to get to that ultimate goal
2: that's exactly it i mean i mean a parade in manhattan in the first week of november is the perfect season for this Mets team and Yeah, It sounds cliche, uh, but this is the second year in a row where really you look at this Mets team and coming off that 2015 World Series run, which to a lot of people was a bit of a surprise at the time. People were looking out for the Mets in 2016. People will again be looking out for the Mets in 2017, and uh, frankly, anything less than the playoffs would be a major disappointment for this Mets team, and again, the window does not stay open very long. The Mets want to win a World Series very badly. They want to do it with the current group of personnel that they have, and they feel that they can do it with these starting pitchers that they have, with the offense geared around Ioannis Cespedes in his prime and all these elements that they have put together. There's a reason why the Mets didn't change their roster very much from 2016 to 2017. They like what they have. They think they have a championship-caliber team, and uh, that is the Mets' goal. That is the Mets' perfect season is – not just getting back to the World Series, but winning the whole thing this time.
1: There's not a lot of decisions to be made as far as this roster goes heading into spring training. As you've said, it's kind of there's a lot of guys set on where they're going to be. But if you had to pick one maybe battle or, or question mark here heading into spring around that roster, what would it be?
2: The thing I'll be looking out for in spring training is the fifth starter. And uh, we don't know for sure heading into spring training who it's going to be. Uh, There's been plenty of talk about Zach Wheeler, obviously, who's uh, defaulting to that number 5 starting role, but he hasn't been in the league in a couple of years now, and we don't know how he'll perform. The Mets want to limit his innings. They've talked about him potentially in the bullpen. And then there's the factor of, well, hey, Robert Gastelman might just be better after that great second half he had really helping keep the Mets afloat down the stretch last year. And let's not forget also about Seth Lugo, who will be starting games in spring training. Um, he also was really dynamite down the stretch in 2016. So I think between those three guys, only one of them can be the fifth starter. And it's going to be interesting to see who earns that role, who bounces to the bullpen, who perhaps even bounces all the way down to A Las Vegas, because the Mets just don't have room for all of these starting pitchers. It's a good problem to have. and I think the Mets are eager in particular to see how Wheeler looks out there coming off uh, Again, a very long, arduous Tommy John rehab process. But uh, there's some stiff competition awaiting him in Robert Gastelman and Seth Lugo down there in Port
1: St. Lucie. And the final question is about just that, Port St. Lucie, Florida. And it's a little more crowded down in that portion of Florida now with the Nationals and Astros opening up shot in West Palm Beach. So just sum it up, for a fan who hasn't been down to Port St. Lucie, to get out of the cold weather up here in New York City, what makes Port St. Lucie a special place for Mets fans?
2: Yeah, sunshine helps. <laughs> you know, <laughs> beaches, It's more sunshine. crowded in general down there in Port St. Lucie, and it's because the Mets are winning it. And you really sense that, uh, especially in, in the days before the games start, before the Grapefruit League games start. Uh, you see fans pouring out. The Mets set records last year with the number of fans who came down and showed up to Mets practices just to wor- watch these guys work on their fundamental drills, work on throwing, work on – uh, batting practice and, and and running and catching and all the boring stuff that players hate to do but they do anyways because they have to. Um, you know it, it's a festive atmosphere when fans come out and that hasn't always been the case around Port St. Lucie. Uh, during those lean years when the Mets were finishing in fourth place every year, uh, you didn't get those big crowds at spring training. Well, well they're back. They're back and forth. Uh, people are happy to be down in Florida. They're happy to be in the sunshine. Um, and they are very happy about this Mets team and the potential that it holds. So uh, I think you get a lot of like-minded individuals together in one place, a lot of people pulling for the Mets, rooting for them, and really believing that this is a team that can do something special. Uh, It just makes for a festive atmosphere, a party atmosphere down there in Port St. Lucie, and it's just a fun place to be around.
1: And it certainly must make it easier for the players to grind through those days if they see all the fans and the excitement starting to build so early on uh, in spring training. All right, great stuff as always. That sets you up for spring training, which is quickly approaching down in Port St. Lucie. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Mets edition.